Hey there, thank you so much for joining me today. Today the title of my message is Faith Angles. So let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, you said when we gathered in your name you'd be here. So we just acknowledge your presence. We thank you that you want to teach us, that you want to give us revelation knowledge so that we can represent you in your kingdom, so that we can prove your will is good and perfect, so that others can see you in us. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory in your name. Amen. So good. He's so in love with us. And today he was talking to me about levels of faith. And he said, faith angles. And he was showing me, you know, when Paul said he learned to be content with and without. And he was showing me that in a different kind of an angle. You follow his direction. You know he's going to do what he said he's going to do. And then when it doesn't happen, you don't get all bent out of shape because you trust him. And that's what he's talking about today, that we get to that place that we can just trust him. And... um You know, we're thinking that the thing that he's saying is we're thinking we're in faith, and then we find out if we're listening to him, his perspective he shows us is that we're really not in faith because of something we're thinking, and what we think always happens. We say what we think when we do what we think, and so we actually got to get his perspective. And if we're constantly listening to him, he's going to bring us to that place, and we're going to have his perspective. But we have to be listening, we have to be willing and obedient, we have to be um, we have to be teachable. We have to take his correction. We have to know that he knows what he's talking about. And it's impossible to receive from him except by faith. We have to receive from from him by faith. That's the way it works. Because having faith in him is really trusting him. And so When you're asking God for something, He wants you to know that He's not holding out. You know, so much of the time I hear, oh, it's it's God's time and you just got to wait it out. But really, God is waiting on us. You know, when we say we believe something, He's going to work all those kinks out to get us to the place where we really do believe it. He's going to show us the things in our lives that don't line up with what we say. Um, You know, like... You're saying you're believing, yet you're talking like you're not believing. You say you believe, yet you're acting like you don't believe, and you keep talking about the problem. All those angles have to be worked out so you can get to the place where you really do believe. And he's so awesome, he just knows exactly how to do that. He knows exactly how to get you to that place where you can receive from him. And that's what he's doing, and that's why it's taking so long for you to get to that place. Um, The other day I shared with you that um, he was talking about teeter-totter faith. We say we believe and then we don't believe, we give up, and we believe and we give up mostly because of timing, because we're thinking we waited long enough and we're giving God this time limit. And um, Jesus actually said in Mark 4, if you don't understand this one thing, you're not going to stand, you're not going to understand anything. And that as soon as you hear the word, the enemy's going to come and try to take it from you. He's going to try to keep you from receiving from God. James 1 tells us, James 1, 2, to count it all joy because when he comes against you, you're going to get to this place, this understanding of the word of God, of his system, how things operate, how to get to that place of faith, and you're not going to be lacking anything. And then he said, while you're going through that, you can ask for wisdom. So much of the time we go through things, we don't know what's going on, 
And it makes it so much harder to stay with it because we don't have the understanding. And that's why Jesus is saying, you got to get this. As soon as you hear the word, the enemy is going to come and try to take it. And then he talks about all these levels of faith. And, you know, that like at first you get offended because of the word's sake. Um, he, and he talks about not having root in yourself. And then he talks about um, all the things that all the kind of levels or the angles that Satan uses against us to keep us from receiving from God. And some of those um, are the cares of this world, one of those. And, you know, we get to the place where we care. Well, what if God doesn't? And um, what if this happens? Or what if that doesn't happen? And what if I got to figure it out myself? And just worry. It's a tactic. It's worry. And when you're worried, you're not at rest. You really don't believe. You don't have faith. I hear so many people say, I have faith. And um, we really don't have faith, and we got to let God show us how to get to that place of faith. And it happens as you experience life with God, as you experience getting to know Him and understanding that all He's really doing in that time that we're waiting is getting us in His kingdom, straightening out those angles to that path, to that narrow path, and at the same time, the enemy is coming to try to get us off. And so what we want to do is be pliable. Just, you know, say, God, okay, show me. Show me where I'm at. And he's going to show you. And um, being worried about something might be one of the things that he's showing you. And worry can move into all these other things that he's talking about, like false glamour, um, the pleasure and delight of false glamour, deceitfulness of riches, you can worry about all these other things, desires and cravings for other things. We, we are such, um, we, we have so many gods before him. I never would have thought so, but really we do. We have so many gods before him, and he's going to show you that. He's going to show you the things that you put before him, the things you think you got to have. He's taken so many things out of my life that were my God. I had no idea if anyone would have said I had a God before God. I wouldn't think so. But if you just let him clean you up, if you just let him do that thing that he needs to do to get you to that place so you can receive, you're going to find out a lot about yourself that you didn't know. And um, so there's other things like the care of money. You know, God, God may be asking you to do something and you're afraid to because you're afraid you're not going to have enough money. You're afraid not to do something because you're um, to do or to do not, not to do something because you're afraid of not having money. Um, there's so many things that are angles of faith that he works through that we just have to be pliable. And money also can be a God. I mean, if you're afraid you're not going to have money, if you're worried about money, that's your God. He said that to me one day. He asked me to quit my job, and I was trying to figure out how I was going to do this, how I was going to have enough money. And he said, worrying about money is being having that as a God. If you think about and worry about money all the time, it's your God. If you think about something all the time and worry about it all the time, it's your God. And you need to get rid of it. Because if you have a God before God, you're really not having faith in God, but you're having faith in that thing. 
I want to read to you, actually, Mark 4.19, the cares and anxieties of the world, the distractions of the age, the pleasure, delight, of false glamour, deceitfulness of riches, craving, passionate desires for other things, creep in and choke the word. And so really, the word is faith. So those things creep in and they choke your faith out. And I'm sure you can find yourself in here and going around like this mountain, this circle. You know, Jesus said that the Gentiles don't know this. They don't know the ways of the kingdom of God to seek God's way of doing and being right and having things added to you. And so they chase things. And we get in this category where we're chasing things around and we don't even realize it. And at the same time, we're thinking we have faith. So, for instance, I, I, maybe you never thought of this, but if you have faith in your job rather than faith in God, then really your job is your God. No matter what you do, no matter where God has you, He's asking you that your faith would be in Him. And so, if, if you just walk with Him and listen to Him, He's just going to work all this out for you. He's going to tell you that, for instance, your job is your God. Um, in, in this situation, you're believing Him, and um, you're going to be so used to doing it the way you did before, the world's way of doing it, that when God starts asking you to do it His way, that uh, you're going to find out what your faith was in, what you were trusting on, and how you aren't really relying on Him, which is faith. So, for example, if you're believing God for something to happen and um, there's something in your life that's really, that he sees that isn't faith, like um, I'm thinking of what he was talking to me about recently, like how we kind of act like spoiled brats, talking about Paul who said he learned to be content where he was. And, you know, God was kind of pulling that around to what um, we're talking about today. He just learned to be content and in whatever situation he was in. And that's what God is asking us to do, to just be content and know that he is God and he knows what he's doing. Instead, what he was saying to me is we get to the place where we're just acting like spoiled brats. You know, I want it now. I'm going to get it my way. I'm going to make this um, happen on my own and not look to God. And you're kind of thinking that and you're getting to that place of being offended at God. And we have to just get to the place, like Paul said, is where we just rest. And we're not moved by the things around us. We're not addicted. We don't have other gods. We don't have to have our way, but our trust is in Him and letting Him show you how to live in His kingdom. When He was showing me this, He um, he often plays these little movies in my mind, and I have this little Yorkie, and yesterday she wasn't getting her way, and she was just standing there staring at me um, by her little rug and her little dish, and wanting to have um, a treat, and I wasn't going to give her one. And she just stared at me, and she does this little sneezing thing, and God was showing me that that's how we get. We want to have it, and it's more important to us than caring what God thinks or just waiting on Him and being content until He's ready to manifest that. And again, we're waiting for that manifestation because he's got to work all those angles out. 
we have to understand that he is God and he is the boss, just like it was up to me when I was going to give her that and when I wasn't. But she was trying to manipulate me. And we do that with God. We try to manipulate him by, you know, knowing that he knows what we're thinking and doing and kind of like, I quit, I can't do this anymore. And then thinking, well, now he's going to step in because I quit. And that's not true. It's up to us whether we quit or don't quit. And he does want to encourage us. And and he does know if you're thinking that, what you need to hear and what you need to understand. And, you know, that just makes it so much easier to know what's going on, to know that he's not saying, well, we're just going to wait a while, let you suffer a little longer. No, he's wanting you to just cooperate with him so it can happen quicker. But the thing is, the reason that um, you have to have faith, it's impossible to please him without faith, is because your whole existence in the kingdom of God depends upon your trust in him. And so along this journey that you're on, to prove your faith, not to him really, but to yourself, to prove that you trust in him, to get you to the place where nothing's going to move you, and you know that you can trust trust him, he's going to teach you. He's gonna, you're going to have this experience with him where you're getting to know him. And so really that is really what it's about, is you're getting to know him and his ways and what he's thinking and why things are taking so long. You're going to get to know um, your bad habits, the things that you're doing to keep um, him from being able to do anything in your life. I'll never forget when my son was born and he immediately was there and told me that there wasn't anything he could do because I was in disobedience. I didn't know that at the time. He just said there wasn't anything he could do. And then I had to seek him to see what that meant. And what he meant was when you disobey him, you're on that teeter-totter that we talked about, and you're not being the same. You're not living in the kingdom of God. You're not thinking um, his thoughts. And so you're really separated from him, and then he can't do anything. We have to be in agreement with him. We have to trust him. And so when we stay connected to him, when we stay in agreement with him, then he can do in our lives. And so the angles are um, really, you could say, the disagreement. The We have to be in harmony with him. We have to just let him be God and trust him. And know that he is good and he has a good plan for you. And he's going to work it all out. He really is. And so we kind of, you know, Hebrews talks about um, resting in faith. And that that should be the thing. That should be our work to just rest in faith so that whatever is going on, we can just be content and know that God is God. And so he is going to do in your life. It's not a matter of when, I mean if, but it's a matter of when. And the when has everything to do with you, how you're going to cooperate, how you're going to take the time to get to know him, and then just do what he tells you to do because he knows more than you do. And so, and the other thing I just feel like God prompted me to talk about is so many get people get offended when um, they hear anything to suggest that they don't have faith or have enough faith. I actually um, had someone confront me in something I said, and she said, are you telling me I don't have enough faith? And, you know, Jesus said that to the disciples, oh, you have little faith. And so there is, there are levels of faith, there are angles 
that um, keep us, prevent us from walking down that um, narrow path. And so we got to stay connected to God and just be listening to Him and get to the place where we have great faith. Jesus said, will I have, will I find faith when I come? Will there, will there be faith on the earth? And it's all a matter of us cooperating with God so we can have that faith, so we can have the understanding of our what faith really is and which is trusting in Him. And we have um, our faith in so many different things. And and one of the, the things that Jesus talked about, what I was just saying, is offense. As soon as something doesn't happen the way we think it should happen, when we think it should happen, um, we just think God is wrong and we're right. And, and that's pride. And so that's another thing, you know, that God has to show us that we can't be prideful and receive from him at the same time. He hates pride because a prideful person, you can't tell a prideful person anything. And so there's angles that need to be worked out, and we need to be teachable for God to be able to do that. He's not saying no. He's not saying he wants you to wait 38 years. Um, I'm just thinking of the guy that was sitting by the pool. He's not asking you to wait in, in that sort of way, but he's asking you to seek him and find out where your faith is and what you have to do to have the real faith. So it's a good message. God is just asking us to relax and let him. There's nothing wrong with you. You know, you don't have to beat yourself up about it, about not having enough faith, but it's something that we learn. And he wants us to just relax and rest and know that he's going to get us to that place where we do have enough faith, where we do have great faith. And it's only something that you can do as you learn of Him. And so, yeah, I mean, your part is to take the time to get to know Him and ask for revelation knowledge to understand and and ask for correction to know that we need correction and we need to get all the gods out of our life and be totally reliant on Him. So it's nothing that you want to let the enemy beat you up about. It's nothing to feel bad about. But it's something that we learn when we learn of him, when we get to know him. And so he's just saying, just rest and, and be content where you're at, and I'll get you to the place where you need to be. No worries. God's going to take care of you. He's so good. You know, Jesus said that he's standing, knocking at the door of your heart. And if you invite him in, he's going to come and live on the inside of you. And in order for all this to start happening, in order for you to have ears to hear and eyes to see and have understanding, is you got to be filled with His Spirit. And so that's what He's saying when He's knocking at the door of your heart. He's wanting to come and live on the inside of you. God's Spirit will come and live on the inside of you and teach you all these things. And so many think that they say a prayer and they're going to make it to heaven, but really, it's an invitation to a relationship to live in heaven right here on the earth, to live in God's kingdom right here and right now and get to know him. And then when you leave here, move in with him. And so if you'd like to say that prayer, I would love to say it with you. And it, it's simple. It's, it's just asking him to come and live on the inside of you. He's a person. And you know, you can be the most comfortable with him than anyone. And so when you get to know him, you're going to find that out. But I just want you to be comfortable right now and and not be afraid or worried. 
but he's just going to come and he's going to just make your life so much better than it was before. So pray with me. Dear Jesus, we thank you so much that you want to come and live on the inside of us and be our God and be with us and teach us and bring us to the place where we can have all your blessings, where we can live in your kingdom right here on the earth. So we love you and we praise you and we just thank you right now. We're just accepting that invitation and we're thanking you that you're going to come now and live on the inside of us and teach us your way. We love you and we praise you and give you all the glory. So if you said that prayer, congratulations. Jesus is living on the inside of you and he's going to be there for you all the time. You're going to start hearing his voice. John 1 1 tells us, He is His Word, and so when you start paying attention to the Word of God, you're going to start knowing Him. You're going to start seeing Him and hearing Him, and then just go ahead and let Him correct you and get you to that place where you can have great faith, where you can receive from Him. It takes time. He's the person. you got to take the time to get to know Him. You can't just get to know Him on Sundays and Wednesdays or whenever your church meets, but you, take, you have to take the time to know him personally for yourself. Jesus gave up his life so God's spirit could come and live on the inside of you and be there for you all the time. You don't have to be without him. You don't have to wait till Sunday. So get to know him. Let him change your life. And if you said that prayer, I'd love so much if you let me know. Or if I inspired you in any way, I'd be so excited to hear from you. And um, the thing, too, that you have to know is that you can't do anything without Him. Jesus said that in John 15. Disconnected from Him. Like before you said the prayer, you can't do anything with Him. You're just a dead branch without Him. God is your Creator, and you are His child, and you need to be connected to Him. And so today, if you did that, now stay connected. Get to know Him. Read the Word of God every day. Obey Him. Let Him just teach you who He is and how to live in His kingdom. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.